Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Shopify. You know, doing the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, there's a lot of dice rolling, there's a lot of talk, a lot of improv. There's also a lot of merch. This was something that we weren't really thinking about when we first started out, but when it came time to build out a merch shop, there was only really one place to go, which was Shopify. Shopify is basically what runs our web store. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launcher online shop stage, I remember those days, to the first real life store stage, we will never have a brick and mortar but you know a lot of people have brick and mortars a lot of people sell things at like craft fairs and farmers markets shopify's there too shopify's there to help you grow whether you're selling pottery or bespoke custom DD dice sets available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system wherever and whatever you're doing shopify has you covered and our zip up hoodie selection available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com will also have you covered Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, which is like an AI tool they have, which can help you write better product descriptions, set up FAQs, email generation. So a little story, as you know, you know, we had our third party fulfillment company blow up uh, at the end of last year and we're with DFTBA now. And one of the things that was great about Shopify was that the back end, the thing that handles all of the, you know, the order flow and all that stuff was very easily transferable. So from a business standpoint, the only thing that changed was where our inventory is stored and where it's shipping out from. But all the back end management has basically stayed the same. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 different countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to help support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a one $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grownups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello? So I remember you said that you didn't like board games once. Is that right? Yeah. Or, I mean, not normally. You don't have fond memories sitting around in the den, gathered around the Monopoly board, bartering properties and real estate. I mean, what about like chess or checkers? I've got this script that was due two days ago, Freddie. I'm really busy. When did you first know that you hated board games? I don't know. What is this? What are you doing this for? 
Are you recording this? Well, I was thinking this might be a good way to get into this week's episode. Just a little bit of offbeat banter between co-hosts before we start. I mean, I think everybody probably thinks pretty badly of you now that they know that you hate board games. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm just myself. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend. To, why are you pushing me? What's your this? favorite Monopoly piece? The Like, is there a... They're like a car. Oh, yeah, the race car. Yeah, that one's a real crowd favorite. See, I would have swore that you would have gone for, like, the little Scottish Terrier. Oh, yeah, there's the dog. Okay. Uh, Freddie, I've got to go. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be talking about Wait, wait, this. wait. I'm going to be over in a second for the card draw, so just, you know, keep an eye out. I'll text you. What do you mean you're going to be over? Okay, bye. See you soon. From somewhere in the Forgotten Realms, I'm Freddie Wong, and this is Dungeons and Daddies. Today's episode, Deck Picks. It is Tuesday, October 6th, and I have with me 18 specially treated playing cards. By specially treated, I mean I took a Sharpie and I drew words on them. Of the remaining cards in the deck of many things, I'm about to drive to each of the respective daddy's locations to have them physically draw from this deck. After they draw, the plan is they will be putting their cards into sealed envelopes so that nobody will know what cards they've drawn until the moment of our record, at which point we'll be opening those envelopes up and seeing exactly what has transpired. So... All right, here we go. Hello. Hi, sir. Are you aware that we're a neighborhood watch community? <laughs> <laughs> I've written on the fronts of these what the cards are. Okay. You're going to draw two, first for Ron and then for Mr. Mustache. Okay. okay. And so I'm not allowed to look at them? No. So the moment you draw them, you're going to preserve the order that you drew them. Okay. And you're going to put them in the envelopes and we're going to seal the envelopes until tonight. Uh, okay. So go ahead and take these cards, shuffle them up. I'll hold the envelope. Okay. I'm going to shuffle them up. That's a terrible looking shuffle. Well, it's, you know... How do you feel right now? I feel pretty nervous. Um, I feel like I feel less nervous than the rest of the cast because I actually don't know what any of these mean. So you haven't looked up anything? Uh, no, I looked up... Somebody said something on Reddit and they were all bad. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to look into the details of how bad <laughs> these are. Fan through it and pick two for Ron. Okay. So that'll this be the first one. It's going to be the first one. Okay. And then, let's see, this is going to be the second one. Okay, so. Oh, man. That was pretty hard. Same thing for Mr. Mustache, another okay. two. Okay. That's going to be number one. Okay, I'll hold it. And then number two sure? right there. I'm sure. I okay. think I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I already pulled it. <laughs> okay. All right. You've oh, drawn my goodness. officially. This is awful. Wow. For the two. The amount of dread that I feel right now. Okay. Okay. So hang on to those. I'll see you in a little bit. Okay. So I am up next here. So I'm just going to do it in the comfort of my Honda Odyssey. I'm going to go one, two, three, four. In that order, into the sealed envelope. It goes. There we go. All right, moving on. 
So here's what I want you to do. I want you to shuffle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shuffle them up real good. Now the order you draw them in matters. So okay. choose three and stack them out. Okay. So one. You can shuffle in between, or you're just gonna let I'll it shuffle in yeah, between. Okay. I feel I want to throw up. <laughs> Two, three. Okay. okay. How three. are you feeling? You did four, didn't you? Yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put, I seal am the envelope. Sealing the envelope. The envelope and Henry's fate are both sealed. All right. I will see you in, in a little hour. bit. In an hour. Or <laughs> an so hour and a half. When we find out what's in it, don't oh, open boy. until then. I'm not just like till Christmas. I'm just getting that Prius driving away audio. It's going to sound amazing. That sounds like shit. Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, what may very well be the last final episode of Dungeons and Daddies, depending, we don't Guys, know. Guys, it's been great. I've had such a great time. These last seven years have been a dream. As we go on. I mean, it might be a BDSM <laughs> podcast, depending on what card we draw, right? That's not really one of the cards, unless you have a very specific <laughs> oh, wish. I didn't look it at might it. not be a podcast anymore, you know? <laughs> Generally, this podcast is not a BDSM podcast. This is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about four dads from our world flung into the Forgotten Realms in the quest to rescue their lost sons. My name four is Four dads flung into the Forgotten Realms, done dirty by their DM with treachery and <laughs> tricks afoot. Sorry, Freddie. I was just so mad. I had to interrupt your intro. Please go again. <laughs> My name is Freddie Wong. Thank you, Will Campos, fellow co-host. I play Glenn Close, the rock and roll bard of the group. This week's dad fact for Glenn, since cards are on the mind, a little fact about Glenn's current blackjack lifetime earnings slash losses. Glenn's <laughs> lifetime blackjack <laughs> is negative $7,000. Oh my God. But positive 12 M&Ms from a game that he played when he was like 13 and they were using <laughs> M&Ms in the black when it comes to the M&Ms. Freddie, how much uh, has he drank back in comps drinks from the hotel Ooh, while playing blackjack? Fair. Yeah. Is this like one night or if he's yeah, going to blackjack all the time, the, that's not that lifetime, much. Lifetime. Yeah. Lifetime. Lifetime. Oh. But, how, but, yeah, but have you gone once? Or do you go all the time? No, not all the time. It's a, Glenn goes and plays blackjack to about the same amount of time. I think the average adult who attends the occasional bachelor party in Vegas or Reno, okay. who occasionally okay. comes by a casino. Yeah. So Glenn's very bad at blackjack. Oh, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. I work with a producer that went to Vegas every other week wow. to play blackjack. So if he told me lifetime, like 7,000, like that's not that much. Like, you know, whatever. It's like you're. $200 a time if you go, but yeah, sure, sure. But it. in Glenn's case, he's very bad at blackjack. He's bad. Because Glenn's always the kind of guy that's 16 and it's like dealer push, is showing four. It's like, hit me, baby. No that whammy, no whammy. The way. It's like, sir, you really should. Even the casino pit boss is like, sir, just please, you're not. Glenn only not plays for 21. I get it. Yeah. Only for 21. Plays to win and winning is getting 21. <laughs> Hello, my name is Matthew Arnold. I play Daryl Wilson, a stay-at-home coach dad who becomes a barbarian upon entering the Forgotten Realms. To continue our wonderful journey through Daryl's five senses, we will hit... <laughs> In the realm of Daryl's senses. <laughs> In the realm of Daryl's senses, we will hit, I guess we'll go with smell. So Daryl's favorite smell 
is the smell. He can't smell it anymore, but it was the smell of Grant's hair when he was a toddler or a little kid. Oh, he's that a, baby smell. He's still in that baby smell, that good old baby smell. His least favorite smell is wet peanut butter. If you ever, uh, this is also a Matt fact. This is Matt's least favorite when, smell. What? How does this happen? How often have you run into wet peanut butter? <laughs> so now this is going to become a Matt fact. My little brother only ate peanut butter as a kid, peanut butter and crackers. And so he would just take scoops of peanut butter, eat it, and then put the spoon in the sink. And I always did the dishes. And if you ever have like a chunk of peanut butter that just sits in water in a sink, I can't describe its smell. But in my thought, it's that Carol's very healthy and does a lot of green drinks and a lot of uh, mm. like peanut butter toast. And she always just like throws the knife into the sink and then Daryl comes in the afternoon to do those dishes. A lot of soggy peanut butter smell. Just absolutely vile. Boy, leave her. The worst Why smell. am I not surprised that Carol is a make the smoothie, don't clean the blender type of person? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, you know, Daryl's going to do it. This dad bag was engineered to make us believe that Daryl does the dishes when he clearly does not. He's a stay-at-home coach, Dad. He better be doing the fucking dishes. Yeah, he better be doing the dishes. He's not doing much else at home. Hey, everyone. I'm Will Campos. I play the fictional character Henry Oak on the podcast Dungeons and Daddies, almost not going to be a BDSM podcast or a podcast anymore. Henry is a hippie granola munching. You know, I haven't said granola munching in a while. Granola's no. kind of been phased out. So I want to bring it back. He's a granola munching, Birkenstock rocking, hippie nature druid dad. And uh, my fact about Henry this week is that when Henry was a little baby boy, uh, his father cast a spell on him that makes him immune to the deck of many things. Later, bitches. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. Invincible. That, that wasn't your 9,000 IQ play, was no, it? No, it wasn't. I have a separate okay. play. My real dad fact is I want to talk about about Henry's favorite fruit. So Henry's favorite fruit is, oh God, the minions from Despicable Me. Now hear me out. Sorry. What? Nope. I don't he, think I will. I don't think I've ever been less inclined to hear somebody out in the history he of sentences. thinks that they're little bananas because he hasn't seen the movie and he thinks that they're sentient bananas and the boomer memes crack him up. So he's like, that's my favorite fruit is those little bananas from Despicable Me. And uh, every time he sees them he in like social media, he makes the joke. He goes, those guys are bananas, but no one gets it because they're not bananas. So, well, I mean, they do love bananas and say banana. Yeah, so I think that's probably where he got his wires crossed. So that's his favorite fruit. Uh, I wanted to give you a really bad Henry fact because Henry can fucking die this episode. And I want to make it a little bit less sad. (laughs) I want to make it a little bit easier for people to let go of Henry. (laughs) Hello, my name is Beth May. Or should I say goodbye? (laughs) Because (laughs) this might be it. Let's see. I had a really clever one that I just thought up on the fly. Um... But you were so intimidated minions, by so you the to start over. Fact. Yeah, well, because like Will just gave a Ron fact, basically. Like that's <laughs> what I was—I was about to say that sound like a Ron fact. It did. <laughs> Speaking of cards, again, blackjack. You know the cards that we're about to pick to end ourselves. Um, I think that Ron thinks that face cards like Ron does not think he's ever seen a face card because obviously a face card would have a face on it and it wouldn't be you know. <laughs> a king or you know like if there's not a big face on the card that's not a face card that's just a regular card I mean, they have faces <laughs> well it's not you know if you're calling it a face card like a human it should face. be it should be a should huge face yeah a face. like literally oh wait, i wait, see yeah, that's fair. i'm with ron on this one 
You'd think they'd call them like the royalty cards or something yeah. like that because they're all royalty. Well, like it's there's faces on a lot of stuff, and you don't say that's a face thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, it, it would be royalty, but what about the Jack? Isn't the Jack royalty in some I way? Mean, he's, like like the, he's the, the fool, court. isn't he? What the fuck is the what is the it? Jokers, Jokers? My friend are the fools. What the fuck is the Jack? Then? The Jack is like their bratty kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reading. It seems like it's some sort of version of Knave, like the lowest member of a court or something. So, I mean, it's a thing. So, yeah, right. Yeah, the intern. Yeah. The intern. I like it being the son. The Doug. I have the Doug of spades. All bratty sons are called Jack. I'm Anthony. I'm your dad. Hi. Hi. Screw you, dad. Yeah, you suck, dad. <laughs> just real quick, just real quick. I want to call out somebody. Okay. Damn. They're one of the more handsome people. Oh, okay. so I think nice. Thanks, handle, Anthony. Go on. They can handle this. James McAvoy, you're fucking coward. Wow. <laughs> you think you could be in a movie where the premise is that you don't have the script and you don't know what you're going to be doing and you can improv your way through the whole thing. You think that makes you courageous? If you weren't a fucking coward, you would come on this podcast <laughs> where nobody nice. knows what they're doing. I love it. And nobody oh has gosh. any idea what's going yeah. on. And that would show your range yeah. as a true actor. Yeah, if you were a good actor, you'd be on this podcast, James. You beautiful Scottish piece of shit. Why don't you come on our damn podcast? I won't be mean to James. I will just say, oh my God, please come on our podcast. I would freak <laughs> out. Oh my God, you're so dreamy. Oh, in atonement, everything. Those looks aren't going to last forever, James. Oh you will last forever at D&D podcast. <laughs> Immortalize yourself as a D&D podcast host. James, pod, J- James podcast. James, James, James podcast McAvoy <laughs> here. Minute, I'm not even going to say what. James podcast McElroy. Uh. <laughs> that should be canonically the adventure of podcasts. It's James podcast McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be... <laughs> That has to be an NPC later. I just save it, but at some point, James Podcast McRoy has to show up. Oh, <laughs> All right, let's do All this right. thing. Let's do this. To briefly summarize what happened last episode, you fought Barry Oak, you freed the true Lark and Sparrow, you got the overnight oats that are Henry's anchor. And as you left, what you thought was Canary offered you what you thought was seaweed snacks. But in reality, it was CERN who had stolen the deck of many things from you and had tricked you via some transmogrification magic into drawing from that deck. The last time that you saw CERN, you had won the deck of many things from four nights. He demanded it from you so that he could draw from it and try to revive his dead children. You refused, and he said, well, fine, fuck you guys then, and basically just walked into the mm. sunset, presumably never to be seen again. Daryl doesn't usually regret his decisions, but depending on what happens, It was we'll a see. real deck move. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> Gotta funny. get one last one in. I I'm know. trying to make it easier. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I'm gonna get yeeted into the fucking void, so. I get it. All right. So before we get into drawing from the deck itself, Freddie, do you want to talk about what you have been spending today doing? Yeah, so as you heard at the beginning of the episode, everybody has drawn the cards for their characters and have sealed those cards away in envelopes to be opened now. So we all have in our hands the cards that we drew. Glenn drew four. Henry has drawn three cards. Ron has drawn two cards. And then Mr. Mustache, beloved trusty dog, Mustache, man, has also drawn two cards. Daryl drew a zero. Fuck you, Daryl. You're pretty bad. (laughs) He's grabbing some fries. (laughs) I do want to point out that Daryl is the one who summoned the pyramid that killed CERN's kids. And yet all of us are bearing the brunt (laughs) of the fucking consequences right now. If our Lord and Savior, Christopher Nolan, doesn't consider letting 
uh, Ragul <laughs> Fall <laughs> being the act of killing, then I would say that I am clear on this moral uh, uh, problem of releasing the pyramid. If you can have a guy on a train, destroy the controls of that train, and then intentionally <laughs> ram that train into a building, and the train kills the man, that's not murder. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to your kids, but I'm not going to not drop a pyramid on them wait, either. Wait. Who didn't catch the bag? I threw the bag and it spilled. Yeah. Somebody didn't catch it. Oh no, my God, it was, no, it was you literally in threw air, it. You let's, let's not <laughs> litigate guys, the events of my staircase. Guys, we're let's, a team and this is the last time we're going to- Doodlers, doodlers, we can't, we can't This is the last time we're going to be together. We're about to go through hell. <laughs> We so need while to stick Daryl's together. saying that, you can all feel your cards <laughs> vibrating in your hands. Hang on one second, Daryl. These seaweed snacks seem to be... <laughs> oh my golly, gee goodness, I'm holding four cards from the deck of many things. CERN, you freaking stinker, what's your problem? And CERN goes, no, 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 it's, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Because I, I found out, guys, there's a thing about this entire area. There's an anti-violence field around it. So if anything bad shows up, it won't actually hurt you. I did this perfectly. You can't die. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> oh, you oh CERN, CERN, I wish you would ask because we just broke that dang thing. Oh no! <laughs> Shit. Like, the color drains out of CERN's face. And he goes, "Oh no!" And as it's he says like that, kind of like the exact thing that could have prevented all of this. You know, that's kind of that's wild. What a trip, CERN. Oh, hi again, by the way. Hey, hey, Ron. So uh, as CERN is freaking out about the fact that he may have just killed you all, who drew first? Did we level up? Wait, wait, we all level up. Yes, okay, so we've never made leveling up anything other than meta thing. So A, you level up, and B, everybody levels up, and CERN reaches into his pack and goes, uh, uh, and starts grabbing every potion and every, like, charm he can find and just starts throwing them at you. He forces a drought down your throat as you guzzle from it, and he, like, rubs <laughs> some magic stones on you and stuff, and so you feel you get all your spell slots and all of your health I back. Go, I, go to, I go to CERN, and I go, nah, I'm good. You, okay, you sure? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, everybody except for Glenn is back at full health and full spell slots. Well, no, when you level up, you go full health, don't you? No, it's not a video it's game. It's not video game, Freddy. Ding. You need a rest. Not, no, you have to rest to get health Hey, level. Anthony, I know I'm almost dead, but in the middle of this fight, I think I just leveled up so I get no, all my no, health no. back. I love that you guys are coming at me being like, that's not how... Everything's made up, idiots. <laughs> no, it's all a game. There's a long rest. There's a long rest that heals you. to the fact that after you get mortally wounded, you have to take a nap and then your health comes back. You can't just come back willy-nilly. Yeah, you need a rest. That makes sense. I don't know. Like Sometimes like I've had like a really good lunch, and I swear afterwards, I'm like, I leveled up on that one. <laughs> like I feel great. Like I definitely am approaching life with more verve and pep in my step thanks to that fried chicken. So I will ask you again, and for the last time, do you want CERN to refill you to full health yeah, and yeah, spell yeah, slots? Yeah, 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 Okay, so everybody is back at full health. Everybody has all their spell slots. Now, the moment of truth, who drew the first card? So I'm looking back at the transcript from the previous episode. It's not clear because Henry rolls a perception check. Glenn chimes in and says he grabs a bunch. I feel like the easier way would just be like if Henry and I roll initiative. Sure. Yeah, whoever gets the higher initiative roll will be the person that pulled first. We'll resolve one card from each person going around in round robin. And at the very least, I think it's going to be Ron first and then Mr. Mustache. Okay, so it'll be whichever one of you two wins an initiative roll, and then the third place is Ron and the fourth place is Mr. Mustache. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Oh boy, here we go. I got a seven. Initiative plus two. I got a 17. Okay. Okay. Henry draws the first card. Okay. As Henry's doing it, he says, Daryl, get my kids out of here. Get Peyton out of here. I don't want them to see whatever's going to happen. Uh... 
Sorry, I'm also looking at my leveling up. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> Sorry, I'm too busy leveling up. I, that means this, this is important. Fucking Daryl's looking at his fucking bicep. She'd be like, yes, I yes, I might be the yes. only one who can save you. I'm trying to see what I get when I'm level nine. Okay, so as you're drawing it, you're essentially realizing what I'm happened. I'm shouting to you because I have to turn this card over now. Daryl instantly, as he's drawing it in slow motion, Daryl thinks about how he got a little stronger. He's like, I feel good. But then the screech of Henry uh, cuts through that, and he instantly dives towards the three children, you know, like it's an earthquake, like tries to cover them. Okay, Henry. All right, here's the envelope. Oh, God, I'm going to puke. So just draw one card. We're going to do one card from each of you. And okay. I have not looked up any of these cards, so please describe what they do to me. Yeah, I, I never haven't either. Because I just like, I didn't want to be more depressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got Rogue. What does Rogue do? Okay, so Rogue Rogue is a perfectly fine one to start off with. A non-player character of the DM's choice becomes hostile toward you. The identity of your new enemy is not known until the NPC or someone else reveals it. Nothing less than a wish spell or a divine intervention can end that NPC's hostility towards you. I feel like so many NPCs are already very yeah, hostile know, like, toward us. Fucking take a number. <laughs> take a number, suckers. Okay, no, but like this would drive Henry insane that there's someone out there that doesn't like him and he doesn't know who it is. <laughs> So does Henry know that that's what happened? Like, who explains that to Henry? Yes. Basically, the way we're going to contextualize this is that when you feel a card, much like in Yu-Gi-Oh, you immediately feel the truth of the card, <laughs> like, going through you. Uh, so Yu-Gi-Oh you know rules. that this is happening. So Henry draws this card and goes, oh, oh, geez. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. What's wrong, Henry? Uh, it's just this is this one's really bad, guys. Someone out there is mad at me, and I don't know who it is. <laughs> should I should I keep covering the kids? Yeah, <laughs> for now, because I don't know what else is going to happen. I just know someone out there wants wants to kill me oh man oh oh darn this deck sometimes when people who i don't know don't like me uh samantha it tells me to get off of uh, the new york times uh, comment section <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks ron i don't read fake news though <laughs> oh my God, no. holy what a twist if you had drawn the alignment switcher oh hell yeah <laughs> oh my goodness just kidding. Andrew doesn't say that. He says, thanks, Ron. You know, I post on there a lot, too. I hope it's not one of the people I ticked off. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It probably is. This is like you got mail. I feel like Henry was blasting Ron on New York Times comment section without them knowing. <laughs> Cern mentions this now. He goes, oh, you got Rogue. Okay. Okay. That's not such a bad one. So when I drew, I got Key, which allows you to get a rare magic weapon. And then I drew Talents, which destroys every magic item that you have. So I can't really help that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, good luck. You've got like 10 bad ones and I think eight good ones and one neutral one. So we'll see how this goes. Glenn. Doesn't Henry just keep drawing? I want to do it like in Christmas where where dad opens the present and then mom does. Okay. yeah, yeah. I drew Comet. All right. That sounds pretty dangerous. Daryl hugs the kids really tight. (laughs) A comet's going to come down. So Glenn, you feel and you know this to be true that if you single handedly defeat the next hostile monster or group of monsters you encounter, you gain experience points enough to gain one level. Otherwise, this card doesn't do anything. <laughs> I will. I shout to the animals. Be like, hey, any of you animals want to fight me real quick? <laughs> Anybody got a light? As I cock the gun back, I go like, yo, any of these animals want to fight real quick? I just go, oh, let's go. Like a small animal of some kind right now. Let's go. You and me. I guess roll persuasion with disadvantage. Roll persuasion and roll intimidation. And if your intimidation is higher than your persuasion, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> persuasion was 29. Intimidation was 26. Okay, so a squirrel comes bounding out of the forest. It's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And it comes running straight at you. 
I fucking aim my gun and shoot <gasps> oh this squirrel. Oh my goodness. Roll a, a ranged attack. Daryl covers the eyes of the kids, all of them, with his huge body. He's like, you can't look at this. 18. Oh god. Okay, 18. I'm gonna roll dexterity on the squirrel. Actually, there might actually be D&D stats for a squirrel. I mean, dude, I feel like squirrels could be rabid. One-shotting a squirrel is probably pretty tough, to be honest. They're spry. But they're coming straight feel, at me. I mean, also, doesn't that gun have, like, other things it can do besides yeah. being, like, a fucking... <laughs> yeah, gun? right now, what this gun's gonna do is let me be one level higher than yeah. everyone else instantly. This is a pretty good effect. He's but gonna be like, level 10. Okay. Give me a second. I'm gonna roll dexterity for the squirrel. Everybody who doesn't live in a city is like, yeah, I get it. A squirrel's charging you. Like, you gotta shoot it. If it's a, a rabid rodent. right at you and screaming obscenities at you, you tell me what you're gonna do. You will reason yeah. with it? Travis huh? has been feeding the squirrel in our backyard out of his hand and that thing, like, loves what? us now. It's so dangerous. Like, yep, like- that's, that could be diseased. <laughs> The squirrel sees that fucking bullet coming and it like and like suddenly like dodges out of the way as the bullet impacts the fucking ground right next to it and it just goes I'm gonna throw you motherfucking <laughs> oh, at me. Yes. Alright, roll damage on me motherfucker, let's go. Alright, it's gonna attack you. I did not expect that this would be how the My stomach is in knots because I haven't pulled yet. Does a 17 break your AC? Yes, it does. <laughs> Daryl's like, everybody stand back. He's got to take this on his own. This stay is- back. Stay back. Hayden, stay back. This one's mine. This, this one's is his fight. Mine. This is his fight. It doesn't even roll a die for its damage. It just does one piercing damage. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Are I'm you going to sh- waste all the bullets on the gun on this squirrel? I mean, it would be inefficient to shoot now. It's like on him. Yeah, the, the squirrel's right on me. It's time to move from close no, range to trend. No, but also this gun literally offers us a hint to like what to do. <laughs> and then Freddy just shoots people with it or squirrels. Breath raises a good point. Freddy shot the gun. So what does the gun tell us to do? No, because you gun- can only choose like one or the other. He has other. to choose beforehand. Isn't that sucky? You have to choose, yeah. Sure. And he was very clearly choosing to <laughs> hurt somebody with it. I effortlessly transitioned to my secondary. Okay. <laughs> Which are the Payton Chucks? So remember, you can choose to flourish with your Payton Chucks. Oh, of course if I'm you flourishing. Want to. Of course I'm flourishing. This is right some now. denial of death shit going on. Like, Glenn yeah. is so terrified that <laughs> he's got a I mental hope breakdown. The squirrel kills Glenn. 18 on the roll. Plus one to the okay, AC. Okay, so you flourished keep one going, successfully. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Push your luck. Come on, Blackjack Glenn close. No whammy, no whammy. That's true. Blackjack Glenn close flourishes again. How much health does the squirrel have? One HP. Oh, I mean, just hit it. No, keep going. Keep going. Do it. The, the, the flourish is two hit, it's not close. damage. It's close. It's a five. A five? Yes, I got five. Keep going. Okay, so Push if it. you want to flourish again, you're avoiding a three. You got to get higher than a three if you want to flourish let's again. Go, baby. Actually, technically higher than a six because I have two nuts. All right, let's go. <laughs> Sure. When? Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, no, we established this. Again, for, for those of you who want to put nunchucks in your homebrew games, a one to two. Can you put a- the squirrel out of his misery, please, one way or the other? I'm just going to roll uh, attack on it. 18. Okay. This squirrel just disappears into mist. It's like a teen rated oh, no. game where it, it just, the thing's there, then there's a puff of red and the thing's not there. So it's not really I love sad. Teen rated it just games. happened very quickly. And I go, hell yeah. And I feel so fucking powerful right now, everybody. I level up, right? I'm hoping Glenn gets the card that changes your alignment so we can have a fucking good, morally non-reprehensible Glenn no, no. on the I hope Glenn kills a squirrel and then instantly gets zapped to another dimension. That's I leveled I up, right? You, you, you <laughs> leveled up. You leveled level up, level boy. Congratulations. Yo, I'm level 10 now, y'all. Oh, my God. No, hey, well, you're over here min-maxing. Freddy just maxed, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Freddy okay. a whole level. Welcome. Okay. So while you're doing you that, You guys do your Glenn. thing. I'm just going to tune all of my new ass spells and shit that I get. This is going to be awesome. All right. Ron is next. Okay. Ron, what did you draw? 
I need to get my, I need to get my. <laughs> oh God, I'm so nervous. I didn't care if fucking Glenn got yeeted into the void. <laughs> this is cute. Well, before I draw, I, uh, I need some courage. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got a shot. She's got the tequila. Right. You know, there's a special place in hell reserved for men who waste good scotch. It's rum, so it's okay. <laughs> Wowzer, banowzer. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna open up this Ron thing. Oh, God. I actually like that as a response Guys, to Glenn if killing. If fucking Ron gets killed, we the I'm gonna podcast be very really upset. is over. We're like, screwed. <laughs> I am so ner- I'm shaking. My hands are sweating. Okay, Don John. No, no. What? So instantly, what? what? Ron disappears and becomes entombed in a state of suspended animation in an extra-dimensional sphere. Everything that Ron was wearing and carrying stays behind in the space that he occupied when he disappeared. Ron will remain imprisoned until he is found and removed from the sphere. He cannot be located by any divination magic, but a wish spell can reveal the location of his prison. He draws no more cards. Oh my god. Holy shit. Well guys, so, it was fun. The last thing that you see is Mr. Mustache in dog form looking up at you and going, oh, oh my god, Mr. Oh, mustache. No. And you're gone and he's just sniffing the grass where you were oh, and like pawing no. at it. Beth is downing the second shot. Oh, and there oh boy. goes the ratings of the podcast. No one wants Goodbye. now we're four oh, men oh, doing a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. Sorry, cucks. <laughs> I'm taking all the women with me. <laughs> this is now a Joe Rogan fan cast. <laughs> Ron! Where, where did Ron go? Daryl runs and grabs the underwear. He's like, Ron? Ron? Where, where's Ron? And Sir immediately goes, oh, no. Oh, no, he got Don John. What? Oh, it seems no. like such a funny card name. I know. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I can't believe Ron got Don John. Can Mr. Mustache draw? Yes, go ahead. So what is Mr. Mustache's first card? <laughs> I think this is another bad one, guys. What's it called? <gasps> the Fates. No, that's good! That's, good. that's the best card! That's oh, the best really? card! Okay, so reality's fabric unravels and spins anew, allowing you to avoid or erase one event as if it never happened. You can use the card's magic as soon as you draw the card or at any other time before you die. And Mr. Mustache goes... <laughs> I gotta do it. I gotta do that. I gotta do anything. I gotta do anything. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Undo, undo, oh, no. I'm going away. What do I, what do I do? Oh, oh, Mr. Mustache, this is perfect. Change CERN stealing the cards. Maybe CERN doesn't steal the cards. He steals something else by mistake. Henry, we don't even have to ever come here. Just undo us getting sucked in here in the first place. Oh, my God, you're right. We could just be on our, wait, wait, wait. I don't know if that would work. Oh, my God, because, like, what if then our dads came and got us later? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we might just end up here anyway. Oh, we regardless. just won't ever go to play soccer ever again. We'll all play football instead. What if we? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually Dar- Daryl's dream is that the person who invented soccer. <laughs> didn't invent soccer and invented football. Glenn, what, what do you think we should do? What should we do? My first thought was the pyramid. Like, if we can undo the pyramid, then Sir never loses his kids. And then, but then, but then who knows what else would have happened? Oh, that's true. Ron, what do you think? Oh my God. Oh, oh, oh sorry. He's oh, gone. Ron's gone. Oh, I miss Ron. Oh God, we just got to make sure we get Ron back though. What do we do? Like- the first time you ever asked Ron for his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You, sometimes you don't realize you missed something until it's gone, and now it really did add a whole come. element to this group. You don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> till it's Ron. <laughs> till it's Ron. <laughs> Henry kneels down. He's like, it's okay, guys. I'm really good with dogs. Mr. Mustache? Yeah. We want you 
to undo CERN stealing the card so that this never happens. Okay, boy? Can you do that, boy? I could, but I think if I undid that, there's a possibility that he would just try again and then succeed that time. And I wouldn't have actually prevented much. Dang, that's true. My dang, dog dang, dang. is so much more smart than Ron. <laughs> I, mean, I would say go back further. I'd say save CERN's kids. The thing is, the fate wish doesn't allow you all to jump back in time with the knowledge that you now have. It just undoes that one thing's existence. So, guys, the mustache wants what it wants. Daryl kneels in front of Mr. <laughs> mustache and uses his, he has animal handling because he's good with dogs. That's he, for he, riding them, dude. That's not for charming them. So he gets on top <laughs> um, of Mr. Um, mustache. Animal handling can be all sorts. How do you think you ride an animal well is to talk good to it? So, look, he sits down. <laughs> you want to try that again? <laughs> no, I've said what I said. So I kneel down. Yeah, actually, Matt, I, I think I've stayed at an Airbnb where that was actually over the door. <laughs> I kneel, I kneel down. I go, I promise. This lizard, this friend, that we would get his kids back, no matter what, if there was some way to do it, if you can just undo that pyramid, if you can undo that mistake, if you can undo, I'm pretty sure it was Henry didn't catch the beans, I forget, but I'm pretty sure it was Henry didn't catch the beans right. It's not the guy who throws it, it's fault, it's the person who doesn't catch it, it was a good throw. Anyways, that's, that's not insane. the point. The point Dude, is- If that happens, we could all die, we don't know what'll happen. If the pyramid didn't show up, that was how we but escaped. Isn't that worth the life of two kids? If those were your two kids, Henry, would you would you be willing to do that? Yeah, but we My might be dead. My two kids were in the fucking pyramid, dude. But if they were dead, if they were dead, would you undo it? I, They're I, not I, dead it, now. Why would you try it? You ain't broke. Don't fix it. CERN's boys are just as important travel. as our boys. The, oh, geez, Daryl, I just, it could really goof a lot of stuff up. Like, our kids, if we die, our kids are stuck in this dimension, dude. If we all got killed because, you know, something else happened then, then what's going to happen to our children? They're not going to have their dads. They're not going to be stuck here with our shitty grandparents. They're, yeah. I was... I was making that argument back when we first didn't give CERN and just a lot of people gave me a hard time for it. But now I'm hearing it from you folks. It definitely seems like the right idea. A lot of people. Who are these? A lot of people. Just random people you passed on the fucking road. People in the New York Times comment just section. random people walking down the fucking Faerun being like, hey, by the way, I think that was shitty what you did with this car. Now that I'm hearing somebody else's argument. i my subscription to your newsletter. Everyone in the comments of Ross Douthat's op-ed about how Matt had the right idea was roasting okay. Matt. Can I have a, like, two minute break to think really hard about yes, what yes, I'm saying. Yes, okay. yes, Let's take a quick break okay. here. For the first time, we are confronted with such a momentous moment that our DM needs to take a breather and think about it. So we're going to actually cut the commercial now. We'll be right back. I'll be back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Hymns. 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 It's boner pills, y'all. That's special somebody. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you in a discreet package this week. Oh, wow. (laughs) Delivered to your doorstep by Hymns. 
Uh, sick of the one-size-fits-all method, especially when it comes to your erectile dysfunction treatment? Yes. The good news, you got options now with Hims. Hims is changing men's healthcare by providing access to affordable sexual health treatment from the comfort of your couch. Mm. From the they spelled comfort wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so silly. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments. Wait, like are they chewable or are they hard? They're chewable. So are I, wait, you. Can I get a hard yeah. mint that makes my penis chewable? <laughs> <laughs> Brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives are up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple, 100% online. Answer a series of questions on their site, and the medical provider will determine the right treatment option. And if prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance necessary. It's not free, though. The shipping is free. The shipping the medication free. is, you're going to still you gotta, pay money, you have obviously. To pay for that, yeah. They're not just handing out boner pills That'd at be Biden's America. Pretty sick, yeah. They should do like the Red Bull ladies. Do you know what oh I mean? My oh my God. I would imagine? love to be a Red Bull woman for boner pills. Pills. If ED is getting you down, it's time for you to join the hundreds of thousands of trusted him subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash daddies. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash daddies for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash daddies. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Chime. Ding dong, it's summertime. Oh, wow. It should, summer should be about I'm chilling warm. with your bros and warmth. Not financial stress, but with a Chime Secure Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so too Will do your, your opportunity. Pee-pee. Well, maybe, actually. Okay. Will Chime get my bod ready for swimsuit season? It will get your... Uh, credit score ready for loan and car or home season. <laughs> so yes. Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Here's what it's got. No annual fees, interest, or credit check to apply. Use it everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted. Build credit using your own money. And there's like all some sorts of extra features. So for example, fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. You can overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying That's direct a, deposit. Where's Waldo uses SpotMe? True. <laughs> After Waldo sets up a qualifying direct deposit and he signed up for SpotMe, Chime will spot Waldo up to your limit when Waldo makes a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that sees Waldo's bounce if they can find him. Oh, wow. How do you think Waldo affords going to all those places? He's traveling all the time. It must cost a fortune. He's probably using Chime to build up credit to hey, take out, I out. guess, and, loans and, to take trips places. And here's yeah. the thing. When, when Waldo goes around, there's like 60,000 plus free-free ATMs. Waldo can go to any ATM. He could be anywhere. That's but more they than the can't top find three. him on the security They can't find him on the security camera. Cameras. That's more than the top three national banks combined. So you can easily find an ATM near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money too. Chime to pay anyone, including Waldo. Chime members are not in cash out your money fee free. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can improve your credit scores all summer long. Get started today at chime.com slash daddies. That's chime.com slash daddies. Chime. Bro, you know that Waldo is married because he's always hiding from the wife. <laughs> chime feels That's like who progress. you play. Yep. That's who you play and where's Waldo? You play his wife yep. looking for him. And I'm just nagging him all the time. Poor guy's just hiding out. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Spot me eligible requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details all right Anthony is back okay our stomachs are once again in knots we're all staring at Mr. Mustache I went out into my living room and I consulted with my wife I consulted with my priest 
So here's what happened. So we're going to go inside the mind of one Mr. Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the mind of, mind the of Mr. Greg Mustache Jennings. of the Greg um, Jennings. <laughs> I got the fucking team on my back. Mr. Mustache, put the team on your back. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Mustache has two loves within him. One of which is the love for the person that he once was, some essence and truth of what he once was that he knows he no longer is. He's, he feels like it's, he's missing something. That's why he's wanted so badly to have a body. That's why he's been trying to open mouth kiss so many people to have a body. <laughs> Same. He feels incomplete <laughs> and he feels wrong. I never would have thought we would have gotten who Mr. Mustache is in this episode. This is great. That is one element of who Mr. Mustache is and what it drives him. The other one is purer and simpler and more tangible and yet even more mysterious and that is love. For Ron Stampler, the one person <laughs> who's cry. been consistently decent to him, the one one person who has been there for him and he's tried to be there for as well. The first other living being that he could really glom onto and understand after he lost everything that he was. And so in a way, it's almost like Ron is his father as well. It's almost like Ron is the only thing he has close to family. So when he thinks about what he wants to undo, when he thinks about what he wants to change, he has the ultimate choice of, is it about me or is it about the people I love? <gasps> and with that in mind, Mr. Mustache looks up into the sky and he says, I wish Scam Likely had never died. <laughs> In that instant, awful. I have never Mr. Mustache nice disappears and is replaced with a familiar form Holy of Scam Likely shit. now taking the visage of Ron and he goes, here's someone you didn't expect to see. It's me, your old pal, Scam Likely. Fuck that dog. Fuck that Fuck dog. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Bad dog. The dog no longer exists. The mustache is on his face again, once again, like dancing with its little antennae. Do we know it changed? Do we see this or do we just think Scam? We don't remember Scam ever dying or anything. I feel like it's okay if you know what changed okay, for this okay, one. Okay, so it changed. Okay. So yeah, you basically watch in front of you is that mustache disappears and is replaced with the form of Scam likely in the visage of Ron, but wearing a very, like a like a in gleaming like sequined Ron, tuxedo. Asshole. Does he have the mustache? He has the mustache and the mustache is like- the mustache off. And I go, you selfish piece of crap. Roll dexterity. Uh-oh. Oh no, did I make a Daryl mistake? <laughs> Daryl got aggro. <laughs> 14 plus one. Okay, I'm going I'm to roll for a uh, scam. So, Daryl, you reach out and your thumb and forefinger clamp around hair and you yank as hard as you can. And you see as you pull a mustache off of his face, but you immediately feel like, oh, no, it came off too easily. And it's a false mustache he was wearing on top of his mustache. And he says, oh, did you think you are quicker than me, the god of scams? Oh, scam likely, scam likely away. And he swishes his cape and then like twirls around and then he's... He's gone. <laughs> no. He still has a card to draw. Bring back Ron. He still has a fucking card to draw. No, Mr. Mustache had a card to draw. That Scam likely has no more cards to draw. Fuck this. <laughs> that seems like no, no. Anthony can essentially say anything changes now. If Scam likely didn't die, Actually, a whole bunch of stuff could have changed. I'll say Scam likely does. Uh, he'll he'll draw his other card. Okay, that's yes. nice, Scam. Can I be the rules lawyer now? Because is Mr. Mustache a different person? Because Scam likely did not draw cards. Mr. Mustache is the essence of Scam likely. He was yes. the soul of Scam likely. Um, yeah. Okay. He's like his horcrux. 
Does he like try to bamf out, but he can't because he's like bound by the presence of the card? Yeah. yeah. So he tries to bamf out. He goes bye bye, and then whoop, and then he goes Poosh, and it, like like a whiplash is just suddenly yanked back into the exact spot that he's in, and he goes ah yes 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 the other card. Let's see. Okay, so let's get Scam's other card out of the way really quickly. Can you draw Mr. Mustache's other card? Shouldn't Glenn go for next? He could, but but I don't want Scam likely to just be standing there while you guys do all of your stuff. Okay, I feel like I have so much power over you because I could just like be like no. Yeah, if you knew what the cards were and you could trick me into thinking that you hadn't just looked them up. <laughs> so nothing else changed, just Scam. Just Scam's still alive. I feel, by the way, like the reason nothing else changes is that Scam likely came back to life, but was aware of what happened and decided to not yeah, fuck with scam anything. Yeah, Scam disappeared. This he was too good scam. Is scam. That, yeah, yeah, this yeah feels he, like he what fell scam down do. into that chasm and basically just like was okay. Yeah, he just hung out for a while, just chilled. Okay. He's like, this is going to be funny when I come back. Now he's yeah. scam likely the white. Okay, this card says balance. What? Oh, shit. Holy shit. What? what? Holy shit. What? What's balance? Oh, oh no, I'm so God. scared. I'm so scared. This what happened? Holy what happened? Shit. Oh, my God. This is what I think it is. Holy okay, okay. shit. So, so here's what scam likely feels. What the fuck? <laughs> What is it? Oh my god, Holy I'm so scared. Shit. I'm so scared. Scam likely feels his mind suffer a wrenching alteration that causes his alignment to change. <laughs> Holy shit! Lawful becomes chaotic, good becomes evil, and vice versa. If you are true, neutral, or unaligned, yes. this card has no effect on you. So Scam likely becomes lawful. Oh god. Good, I right? guess still neutral, because the opposite of neutral is neutral. What, what was, was he? he new- Scam likely wasn't neutral, bro. Come he was chaotic evil. neutral. He helped you when he hurt you. I, True. He, he was chaotic neutral. Wait, so his he has a new name. He becomes like he becomes Scam, like Scam certainly. <laughs> He becomes quite frankly. So a, a chaotic neutral person doesn't change. A no, true a true neutral, neutral person per- oh, does not so change. They're, now they're lawful neutral. He's lawful. Yes, I think so. A lawful neutral is just like a... a like a like libertarian. A, yeah. Like a, <laughs> yes. Just somebody who just rule checks all the time. Don't get upset. You don't know who to call. My name is Ronald Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Anthony, Scam Likely's new persona is well actually... <laughs> <laughs> Holy no. shit. Oh no, I hate him now. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I liked him before. Yeah, he's well actually. Well actually. Okay, okay, give me give me a second to think up a rhyme this for that. This is so upsetting. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. We just got rid of the two most popular characters on the podcast. Ron's gone. <laughs> Scam likely is a mansplainer. <laughs> just follow the rules and listen to me. You're about to get schooled by well actually. <laughs> So immediately the top hat that he was wearing turns into a fedora. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god. This is over. Fuck. Sprouts of hair come out of his face Holy and his neck. Fuck. So the first thing he does is he crosses his arms and goes, actually, I think the first thing he probably should have done is not let the dog draw any cards at all. <laughs> Holy shit, Anthony. If I were me, I, I would have believe- had one of you try a seaweed snack on its own to see if that's okay. Generally, when somebody is going to offer you something, Holy you want to just try one at a time to make sure that's okay, and then you go in. The fact that you guys all took him at once, that was a rook move. Well, actually, I'm out. And he just sort of struts away and slowly turns two-dimensional and disappears. Oh my god, I hate that guy. That I guy hate fucking it. sucks. As a woman who has been to college and bars, I had a visceral physical reaction to that. <laughs> 
Actually, he leaves and then he comes back and goes, actually, I think I want to see how the rest of this plays out. You might need some of my advice. Get out of here. Get out of here. You definitely need some help. No, no, no. Just hear me out. We could use a pedantic person to help us interpret some of the rules of these cards. That's all I'm saying, guys. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) We could use a guy who's going to give us the hoppiest IPAs ever. I almost feel bad for, for Mr. Mustache because his one dream in life was to like... Let that be a lesson to Mr. Mustache. Scam Likely died twice now. It's so sad. Oh my God, the whiplash if you're a Scam Likely fan. I'm so sorry. It's over. Oh my God. There's no he way he'd come back again. Dead. He would have been better dead. You die a hero or you live long enough to become well actually, I guess. Like. So well actually is leaning up against a tree in what he thinks is a cool pose, but his posture is really bad and he just looks like this weird human goblin. He's got huge pockets, I can tell. Huge pockets. Tipping his fedora, wearing his Boondock Saints peacoat no, with a washing pin on it. Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it is now Henry's turn to draw from the deck. Henry, just staggered by the events of the last few minutes, just shudders and he goes, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to draw, but I hope it's not as bad as all that. And with that, he draws. I draw Moon. <laughs> Oh Moon, my God. you were granted the ability to cast the wish spell 1d3 times. <laughs> Let me describe the wish spell. Yes, yes. bring back Ron. Wish is the mightiest spell a mortal creature can cast. By simply speaking aloud, you can alter the very foundations of reality in accord with your desires. The basic use of the spell is to duplicate any other spell of 8th level or lower. So you can either duplicate a spell or create one of the following effects of your choice. You can create an object of up to 25,000 gold in value that is not a magic item. Cool. You can grant up to 10 creatures immunity to a single spell or other magical effect for 8 hours. You can undo a recent event by forcing a re-roll of any roll made within the last round. Whoa. There's a big asterisks after this yeah, wish yeah. spell. Well, I'm going to get to the next part because this part is rules lawyery. So you might be able to achieve something beyond the scope of the above examples. State your wish to the DM as precisely as possible. The DM has great latitude in ruling what occurs in such an instance. The greater the wish, the greater the likelihood that something goes wrong. The spell might simply fail. The effect you desire might only be partly achieved or you might suffer from some unforeseen consequence of how you worded the wish. For example, wishing that a villain were dead might propel you forward in time to a period when that villain is no longer alive, effectively removing you from the game. (laughs) Similarly, wishing for a legendary magic item might instantly transport you to the presence of the item's current owner rather than transporting it to you. The stress of casting this spell to produce any effect other than duplicating another spell weakens you. After you endure that stress, each time you cast a spell until you finish a long rest, you take 1d10 necrotic damage per level of that spell, Holy which will be shit. relevant if you have to fight death or something like that. First of all, I rolled and I got a one, so we have one witch. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> shit. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. What if we wish that we gave CERN the deck of many things back at the Four Nights tournament? Because hear me That's- out. <sighs> We never saw CERN again after that. That essentially gives CERN what he wanted originally, and we never run into him again. That doesn't change our timeline. And then CERN gets to make the decision about what to do with his kids. That seems like that's pretty far removed. Yeah, this guy's seen Primer. So many things could change. That's a pretty big change from a long time ago. Yeah, and if he gets his kids back, that might undo the pyramid. That might undo a lot of stuff, dude. You hear from behind you a voice go, Ugh, do you want me to tell you what to do? Is that Scam? Scam, is that you? You turn around and he goes, actually, my name's Well, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, that's... And what you want to do, I don't know if you were listening when you felt the truth of the cards inside of your soul, but 
the wish card says that you can undo a single recent event by forcing a reroll, and you just rolled a one. So I don't know. Maybe you could try to force a reroll to get higher than a one, so you could have your well, cake and eat it well, too. Well, actually, I uh, yes, and I just made a roll. So oh, this is why I hate primer. Wait, wait, no, he's saying no, no. I see what you're saying. Oh wait, he's right. I can reroll to get more. Of course, wishes. I'm right. I'm well actually. <laughs> This First guy. thing I should do is wish to re-roll my wish roll so I can get more wishes. But that's the number one rule of all wish stuff is you can't wish towards the wishes. That makes no sense. Daryl, I think it's worth the risk to get more rolls so that at the very least we can get Ron back and still try for one more thing. But Henry, one, one thing really quick though. You might use this to go for more wishes, but it won't even matter. There's already a 33% chance that by doing this, it won't matter how many more wishes you get. You'll no longer be able to cast any more wishes. Glenn, how did you know that? Did your dad tell you about the deck of many things too? Will actually is whispering into his ear. Yeah. <laughs> I turn around, I'm like, thanks, Will actually, and I give him a thumbs up. No this problem. This is actually really good that Will actually showed up. Yeah. Oh gosh, you know what? You're right. What if I get all these wishes and then I can't even cast it? I think we just got to stay the course on this one. <gasps> How many cards have we done? I have three remaining. And I have two. Wait, I've, this is my set. I only have one card. I only have one card remaining. That means we have four cards remaining. You two are the only ones left with cards. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, you could wish Ron drew a specific card. The problem with doing just Ron draws any other card is there's way worse cards than Don John in the there deck. There are? Right? Ron yeah, because Ron drew two there's cards. Like, yeah, there's the there's one- Void, which is very similar yes, in there, terms of There's another like- card essentially exactly like it, and then there's also the card where he has to fight death and stuff like that. So the... I mean, fighting death is probably better. I mean, yeah, I, I guess can take that. Not knowing, not knowing the cards. No, but also. death is, you have to 1v1 death. Ron could do that. If he were here, <laughs> he would probably say that he could do that. I have one thought. I'd like to throw one thing in there. I don't know if this would sneakily give you a free... Because changing events in the past has an effect here. And a very simple one, which is you just wish that Ron, ever since he was a kid, has always hated seaweed snacks. And what that would do is it would mean that from the beginning, Ron just would never have drawn. Maybe Mr. Mustache, all this stuff would happen. But that seems like a really clean way of being like, yeah, Ron would just not take any seaweed snacks. That's it. It changes the past a little bit, but not so much. It's not. It's just a tiny switch. It's just the one time he had a bad seaweed snack. He's like, no, thank you. And Glenn, that's I it. like that because everybody shouldn't like seaweed snacks. That's a good idea, Glenn. It doesn't shake things up too much, but it brings our boy Ron back. It just means Ron didn't draw two cards. Exactly. It means Ron didn't draw anything. Yes. Okay. That's really interesting, Glenn. I like that. That's okay. And also lets you do time travel without doing time travel. Thanks. You're welcome. Ron, really? Oh, Ron's not here to answer. I'm just hoping that there wasn't any really important part of his life that involved seaweed snacks. Like, hopefully he didn't been proposed over seaweed snacks or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we've got it. Glenn, that's a really good idea. I hold up the card and I say, I wish that Ron Stampler has always hated seaweed snacks. So as you say that, the card vanishes in your hand and the meta camera that's been watching you the whole time. We zoom back in time to the moment when all of you were running out of the temple. Canary is standing there with a platter of seaweed snacks, and she says, you all look so injured. Take these, they'll give you 1d8 worth of health. And Ron, as you look at these seaweed snacks, you remember, as you have almost any time that you've seen seaweed snacks, the moment where your father was pulled into a lake and drowned. And you I was little- lit. Anthony, you were <laughs> and I are on the same fucking page. Oh, I was literally, I was like, that's what it is. Okay, okay, sorry I interrupted you. So you, so you, car- no, you carry it now, because you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, is, is that... Is that seaweed? Yeah, yes, it is. No, but it, it'll I don't, I don't want anything need... to do with that. You just, you, 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 and, and don't don't put it near me. It, it could get wrapped around all of us and make us eat snacks. <laughs> but but it'll it'll make you healthier. It'll oh, make you that look... doesn't make you healthier, Canary. Trust me. 
I've seen terrible things happen with seaweed. Not even in the sea, too. Because I get, did you know that seaweed can be uh, not in the sea? It can be in, in lakes and stuff. I guess it's called kelp then, but it's the same sort of basic principle where anything just sort of long. And I don't want that. I'm hungry though. Do you have anything else? Oh, I think they're making fries. We got fries. We got fries. fries. Okay, I'll wait for fries. But you I'll should really think the they go really well with seaweed. No, but, I don't think so. One second, though, Ron. I will take three of those seaweed snacks, though. Oh, I heard the weed part, so I'm gonna grab four. Daryl, who always does the opposite of Ron, grabs five. No. <laughs> so we zoom forward in time, back to the moment that Henry revealed that he drew the wish card, and the wish card comes out of the deck. But written on the card are the words: "This card was already used in an alternate time stream," and it crumbles to ash in Henry's hands. I'm like, oh, geez, I guess I used this on already. Oh, weird. I hope I wish for something good. I bet not. Hey, Ron. <laughs> What'd you use the wish card on, Henry? Cash. We could have used that for something really cool. Yeah, Henry, you used the wish card and we're still drew cards? Well, geez, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah, I get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, he's like, yeah, dragon. Hey, what the he clearly hell? fucked yeah, up. Why Henry. are you guys still drawing cards? That feels like I would have just said, don't draw any cards. That's what I would have wished for. Henry, well, that's I, so selfish of you to just use the wish card before any of us could even know what it is. I don't know what I did. I clearly did something. Oh, jeez. Gee, I probably screwed it up, though. You guys are right. Heck, I clearly didn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I screwed up the wish card. Ah, crap. Well, it's, I forgive you. Oh, thanks, Ron. I appreciate that. Henry, you probably did a good job. It, maybe you killed Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you just said Hitler. You wouldn't know who Hitler was if I killed him unless I killed him after he did all the bad stuff. And you I didn't even kill Hitler, that. you wish card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't wish to kill Hitler. Oh, no. Man, that's jacked up. I don't know about Henry, man. You no, know, Glenn doesn't care that his kid smokes weed, but at least he would have killed Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry, I might be the worst dad out of all of us, but I would even I would have gone and killed Hitler, dude. Of pressure. I probably just didn't think about it. I was probably freaking out about something That's else. That's the only one thing I think about anytime someone comes up. Guys, and I want well, to actually, it's like if you had killed Hitler, it would have been like the end of the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes. You would have been in this world and everybody was Hitler. It would have been real bad. No. Ron, what were you going to say? I feel like there, I, I, there's a part of my soul that felt like we missed you for a moment and I well, just want to make was, sure that I from mean, now on listen to you. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, the last, like, uh, hour or so, it's been so boring. I was <laughs> bored to tears. Like, it wasn't even here. God. I haven't been this bored since I watched the movie Don John. <laughs> Joseph Maybe Glenn can spice it up for us. Glenn, we want to pull that card and see what happens. All right, Glenn, it's your turn. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> Glenn drew sun. All right, so sun. Sun means you piece of shit. Sun means you gain 50,000 XP and a wondrous item. <laughs> Fucking, of course. What? This is so upsetting. No, <laughs> this deck is So Glenn levels this up again. Rules. Oh, my goodness. Again? Wait, how much XP? How much Wait, XP is 50,000 XP? Let me, let me look up uh, XP level. Uh, level. Holy shit. Dude, no, no, no. This puts me to, like, level 11, dog. Oh, my God. Fucking Glenn is the worst. You're halfway to level 13. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> oh no. Dude, I feel powerful. <laughs> Fucking Glenn's hair just turns blonde and shoots straight yeah. up like he's going Super Saiyan. So Glenn levels up like twice. Oh my god, I hate Glenn so much. <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. Let me just manage my levels, boys. I'm going to send you the link to the wondrous item that you get. And you're going to go ahead and tell me what that is, Glenn. You're going to tell the, all the Can listeners what that is. I'm putting item? it in chat right now. I actually had this picked out beforehand. The fact that it goes to you is especially appropriate. Ahem. In my hands appears 
The apparatus of the crab. The giant enemy crab. <laughs> a giant enemy crab, guys! This item first appears to be a large sealed iron barrel weighing 500 pounds. Which you can carry now because you're level 13 or whatever. <laughs> the barrel has a hidden catch, which can be found with a successful DC-20 investigation check. Releasing the catch unlocks a hatch at one end of the barrel, allowing two medium or smaller creatures to crawl inside. Ten levers are set in a row at the far end. When the levers are used, the apparatus transforms to resemble a giant lobster. This lobster is an IC-20, 200 hit point, 30 feet, immune what to poison and psychic, suck? giant enemy crap that I can pilot. This is the best shit ever. Oh my God, Glenn would have a weapon that's his high school mascot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit, you're right. That's right. That was a college mascot. Yeah, he's mascot. fighting crabs. So Henry can turn into a bear, but you can turn into a metal crab now. You have a mech. Glenn, Glenn a leveled mech. up three times, I get some mech. The one thing so that Glenn bullshit. didn't have was any combat ability, and now he just has. <laughs> He's the most Mary Sue piece of shit in the entire fucking party. Holy shit. The apparatus floats on water. It can go underwater to 900 feet. The creature in the cold car party can use an action to move any of the levers, and then the levers do just like awesome shit. Can you imagine Holy how much better it would be if Ron got shit. all those things? Now, if Glenn does have to pass a DC-20 intelligence check to figure any of that out. I'm just going to put that out there. True. I am at level 12 really quick. All right, before we level you up, can we do the last card, please? Let's do the final Henry card. Henry is still kicking himself for blowing it on the wish card, which he thinks <laughs> he screwed up. And he sees Glenn go Super Saiyan and then get a giant barrel. And he... I, 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 this deck, I just, let's get this over with. This is stressing me out. I drew star. Star? Wow, oh, this one's boring. This increases one of your ability scores by two. The score can exceed 20, but can't exceed 24. Hey, all right. Henry feels a little bit, I really want to waste it on something stupid. Like, I don't want to do something that's going to help Henry. Get some gains, bro. Yeah, Henry gets a little more yoked. <laughs> <laughs> Hot Henry. <laughs> so Henry now has an 11 strength. So Henry draws the card, and then he feels like his dad bod just kind of tighten up like a little bit. Like he did a personal trainer once a week for a year. He's a little bit more fit. Mostly his blood pressure went down. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, and he goes, okay, so. Oh, gee, is that it? Did we do it? Are we well, done? I have two more. I have two more cards. <laughs> Wait, do you really? Oh, shit, you do. Yeah. All right, two more cards. You ready? Yeah. <sighs> okay, guys, so far this has gone pretty good, other than I yeah. guess one person really hates me, um, and we didn't kill <laughs> Hitler. True. The third card I drew is Skull. Skull, <gasps> instantly. A ghostly humanoid skeleton who looks exactly like Doug, clad in a tattered black robe <laughs> and carrying a spectral scythe, appears 10 feet in front of you. It points a gnarled, bony finger at you, and it says, You. 1v1 me. 1v1 <laughs> me, bro. I knew Doug was evil. So you have to fight this thing until either you die or it drops to zero hit points and disappears. If anyone tries to help you, an avatar of death also spawns for them. If you are killed by the avatar of death, you cannot be restored to life. <laughs> okay. So Glenn knows all this? Yes, Glenn knows everything yeah. I just all said. Right, so I have a question. What level is Henry's mom? Henry's mom is level 16. So the card also says you can't be revived if death kills you, right? A creature slain by an avatar of death cannot be restored to life. Henry's mom, if she's a level 16 cleric, at level 9, clerics get a spell called Raise Dead, and within 10 days, she can bring you back to life. 
if we kill Glenn, then death didn't kill him, right? But death didn't force Glenn to get killed either. We killed Glenn. Because Glenn could not stop for death, we kindly killed Glenn. (laughs) So here's the thing. Here's the thing. The phrasing of this does say that Glenn must win the battle alone. It doesn't necessarily say that he has to lose it alone. (laughs) It specifically says that the helper summoned its own avatar of death if anyone tries to help you. Now, technically, that would be us trying to help him. That's true. Him. So with that, so if you do want to do that, you right. will save Glenn, but you will also then spawn your own individual avatars of death. Glenn's level 13 and he has a crab. He's the best one. Look, I will say this. It was I will say clearly, this any, was, if there's you one, could not have written this better. He literally leveled up three times and got a giant <laughs> crab. This is his punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Hear me out. We killed Glenn. Three more enemies pop up and then we all stab each other and then we all die. If you want to try that. And then my mom resurrects If you want to try us. that, you can try that, but you're going to have to make fucking pretty good dexterity rolls to simultaneously stab <laughs> each other. <laughs> we TPK ourselves. I am fully on board with that insane plan, but you're going to have to make some fucking dexterity rolls to get the synchronicity no, down on that. No, let's let Glenn should fucking fight this thing. It's his comeuppance. The avatar of death shows up, points at me, and I kind of do this. I do the like, who, me? And I look behind me and there's no one there. I'm like, oh, me. And I go, guys, guys, don't worry about it. Okay. I got this, motherfucker. Don't forget, I'm a rock and roll Christmas musician. It's not like I haven't danced with death before on stage. We can help you, Glenn. We'll help you. No, no, no. This is great, actually. I've been needing a rest. I feel like we've been uh, doing a lot of fighting and stuff lately. You can't help me. I feel this in my bones. Yeah, that's good. Okay. (laughs) A lot of convincing necessary. (laughs) If you step into this battle, another avatar of death will be summoned. Well, I don't want either of those things. So you guys. You've made the sale to Ron. I okay. Ron's already sold. I'm just letting you guys know, I guess, out of courtesy. Ah, it's all good. Daryl steps back and kind of pushes Everyone the kids step back, back with him. I say one moment, Doug. I just want to say one thing to my party boy, Glenn. And I go to Glenn. I say, Glenn. This better not help him in any way. Oh, is that Doug? Doug, hey, really quick. Did you kill that person? I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all right, Doug, really quick. Did you sign that paperwork for your college? Because we can't really have, like, unpaid interns unless we know that you're getting college credit. Once I signed it, I was great at my job. You know that. Okay, all right. free and clear. Good to see you, Doug. Hey, Glenn, via con Dios. Via con Dios. I look death straight in the eye, and I go, there's one problem, death. You didn't calculate one thing. And I hold up. My single remaining card. I still have one more card. This is like Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, can I turn this card over? Please do. You forget one thing, Death. I still have... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I'd like to read the description for this one. Please do. The Void. No! 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 Shut This up. black card spells disaster. <laughs> Wait, you saved yourself. <laughs> My soul is drawn from my body and contained in an object in a place what? of the DM's choice. Holy One or more powerful beings guard the place. While my soul is trapped in this way, my body is incapacitated. A wish spell cannot restore my soul, but the spell reveals the location of the objects. I draw no more cards. So, Glenn, you feel disaster fill your soul. You feel blackness. That's a hard whiplash, by the way, from how I've been riding this whole episode. Can I just say real quick? So you feel... Wait, Ron was... Gosh, I'm glad that didn't happen to me. 
<laughs> Suddenly, you feel a cold feeling starting from your toes and your fingertips curling inward toward your heart, and you feel as if something essential to you, something, all the love that you have, all the emotions that you have, everything that makes you you is drawn out of you and whisked away across the plains and across Faerun. Your body slumps over, incapacitated. And the avatar of death who was about to fight you, it looks up at something that the rest of you humans can't see. And its head begins to like crane as it like looks across the sky as if it's following something. And then it just starts sprinting like really fast. Like, I gotta go get that fucking soul. That's the only way I can kill him. I gotta get that fucking soul. And, he's, and death just starts like sprinting as fast as he can along the goddamn landscape to try to chase down Glenn's soul and destroy it inside of the container that it has been whisked away in. Into. And that's the kind of effort we like to see from our interns. Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson, Anthony Birch as our DM, Will Campos as Henry Oak, Beth May as Ron Stampler, and myself, Freddie Wong as Glenn Close. Theme song and outro is All Right by Maxton Waller. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters, folks like Nick Adams, John Van Dorn, Katrissa, Carl D. Busca, Sam Toulustos, M. Audette, Mike Kenny, Andrew Rennick, Jason Crichton, Jeffrey Arnold, Pierre Camberlin, Camps Chan, Carl Knudsen, Alex Wallace, Consuela Wright, Pita O.P., Lynn Chris Art, Valerie Wagoner, Oyvind Vela, and Emily Savage. These are just some of the names of the many folks that make this podcast possible. We have some very fun Patreon goodies coming up, too. So if you want the first crack at listening to the Pokemon Go to the Polls one-shot we just recorded for election season, or the Walter and Payton one-shot where we, the players, are going to become the DM and Anthony has to play by our rules for once. We're actually recording that this week. Or even a new special ASMR episode of Debate Me, Coward, where we put you, the listener, in the incredibly uncomfortable position of being in between Matt and myself as we argue about something we have some wild bonuses coming up for our patrons and that's going to be available for everyone at all levels so you can find that at patreon.com slash dungeons and dads going to be coming out in the next month our website is dungeonsanddaddies.com our twitter dungeons and dads dungeons and daddies is our subreddit thank you so much for listening our next episode's coming at you october 27th so we will see you then there was a time when you could read between the lines you know Actually, I'm really excited to tell two of my college ex-boyfriends about Well Actually because I feel like they don't see themselves represented in podcasts enough. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Nuclear burn, bat. Dungeons and Dads is brought to you this week by Greenlight. Go. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. Uh, for example, they talk. You they, can order them around. They do chores. They do chores. Oh, wow. However... Other things don't. They understand the implications of the capitalist uh, society that we mm. live in. So having those conversations can be tough and complicated. In fact, Thank God for those picture books. <laughs> 
The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually managing their own money. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight's a debit card money. No, app. they're going to learn the way I learned by getting my ass beat in fucking Monopoly by my parents. Oh, that's true. You know I mean? like, that's get good. True. You're like, I remember you get that little, little plastic, the other fucking little dollars. You're like, I got $7,000. And then you're, I made, you're uh, ruined. I made Jimmy quit Monopoly once because I kept hiding my hundreds under the board. And then I was like, he was like, I got you. You're bankrupt. And I was like, you mean these thousands <laughs> of dollars I had squirreled away? Greenlight is a debit card money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. With the Greenlight app, kids learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to games that teach money skills in a fun, accessible way. Greenlight app also includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores, customize your family's needs, and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Could you imagine setting it up and being like, to set your tip for your kid's lawn mowing, and then your kid has to be like, all right, I'll tip you another 15% like they're an Uber driver or something like that. I'm, you know what? Here's what I want is because like my kid's reward for their chores is going to be just some homespun wisdom from me. Oh, God. You know, the chore is its oh, it own reward. Text, so like maybe message, like, can they get, message. can I send them through uh, Greenlight, like one of those quotes like you get when you die in Call of Duty and it's like, honor is the value of hard work or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's could, it could work. It could work. I'm going to carry a tip screen around like for everything. I'm going to be like, it's just going to ask you a quick question. It's a quick question. Like, oh, sorry, Will Jr. I have a son. His name is not Will Jr. Um, it's like, it's like you, I would have tipped you, but you didn't discreetly look away yeah. while you held up the tip yeah. screen to me. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash dungeons. That's greenlight.com slash dungeons to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash dungeons. Go. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by MeUndies. My Undies. No, the company MeUndies. Duh. Oh. It's summertime and your balls are sweaty. We all know it. Your Knees you're weak, gr- arms are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> There's sweat on his balls already. Ball spaghetti. Your crotch sucks right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. Unless you're in some MeUndies because bre- they got that breathable, quick, dry, moisture wicking, anti-odor properties. That You fabric, better you lose yourself in your undies the moment. Fabric is breathable and comfortable, especially the ball. Ball caddy, that's right. They've cut out some special space for the balls. Tell you what, we're on tour right now. That's why it sounds like we're recording from a hotel conference room, because we are. And yeah, my sweaty balls do go in a ball caddy. Tell me something else they don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been packing a 100% me on these rig in my EDC. You carry your balls? Your balls are your everyday <laughs> that's right. carry? That's I right. guess that's true. I yeah, am carrying wow. them around every day. It's been great. On the tour bus, I haven't had to change my underwear once. No, that's not true. I, you know, I tried to make a ball caddy for my non-MeUndies underwear, and now my nuts just hang out of my underwear. Oh, no. Oh. MeUndies has a cut for every guy's butt. Over 10 different styles range from boxer briefs to jock straps or a special pouch underwear called ball caddy that keeps <laughs> you a from... disgusting idea. Oh, no. You know how they have that little flap in the front no. for number one if you want to no. pull your wiener out? No. What if there was a little flap in the back for number like two? Like an old-timey And PJ. you could just wow. sort of goatsy man your undies and oh just, just, just fire away without taking them off. Hear me out, me undies. These cuts, they don't have the special Will Campos goatsy uh, <laughs> cut. But because they do have coming over 100 different colors. Release the cozy cut. And prints ranging from black <laughs> to dinosaurs. Truly the two ranges of underwear. All black or all dinosaurs. All- <laughs> oh, Matt's coming in, maybe. We'll let him in. Oh, we got to let Matt in. Knock, I'm knock. Gonna, I'm going to set the, um, the Noted underwear down. user Matt Arnold entering the ad. Hopefully not hotel staff trying to shut us down. Um, Matt. What kind of underwear are you wearing right now? I know we're maybe not that close, but just tell me. 
me undies, and I just walked like two miles to the coffee shop. And I gotta say, every part of me is soaking wet, except for me undies. Thank you so much. That's me because undies. of me undies. My signi- balls feel oh, so no. good right now. Okay, all right, Matt. Thank you. That's You're because welcome. okay. That's because me undies. Signature- I can't even breathe really well, but my balls are breathing great. Thank <laughs> you, me undies. <laughs> me undies signature super soft fabric is breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. If you need something even more breathable and summerproof, they have a new- oh, they got new shit. The Move Me line with Breathe Fabric, which is They're more dropping moisture. the go-to line? You've heard of Breathe Me by Sia, but Move Me? Whole new song. Let's sing it, Freddie. Moisture-wicking anti-odor technology, perfect for working out or just keep you extra cool on those sweltering days. You hear that, Matt? I heard it. They use responsibly sourced materials and work with partners that care for the workers. If you're not happy with your first pair of MeUndies, it's on them. Send them back. Not literally. They're not wearing them. No, not wearing yeah, them. Yeah. Summer is coming. Be prepared with MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash dungeons. That's MeUndies.com slash dungeons for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from Just, the I'm outside. I'm telling you, they in. could do a goatsy print. That's all I'm saying. That's God. No, Matt, no. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 